small business support during the COVID-19 pandemic. That's what we're talking about on this episode of Made in California. I was 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 made in California. Hey, everybody. California is home to nearly 4 million small businesses. As our director of the Office of the Small Business Advocate, Isabel Guzman, says, these businesses are the backbone of our state's economy. They're the main streets that define our communities. And now more than ever, our small businesses and entrepreneurs need our support. And that support comes in many forms, including the essential sharing of resources so that they can pivot and adapt to the marketplace. Most importantly, as we share these resources, we must ensure that we do it in an inclusive way. In this episode, you'll hear more from Isabel, starting with details about why she's so passionate about helping small businesses and what she learned while working for the Obama administration. Then Isabel is joined by Nellie Galan, a member of our entrepreneurship task force, and Tara Lynn Gray, president and CEO of the Fresno Metro Black Chamber of Commerce. I was made in California. I was made in California. I was made in California. Isabel, you and your team are working tirelessly to help our small businesses meet this moment. What's the most important thing for our small business owners to know, though, while they try to work through this? That they're not alone. And I think that's really difficult to understand right now where we're all so isolated, but I think that knowing that the state is here to support you, my team uh, and partners in GoBiz have supported over 2,000 businesses directly answering their questions, connecting them to resources, helping them understand what's available for them in the state. And in addition, we support a network of nearly 80 centers around the state who are there equipped to help businesses access capital, connect to strategy resources, they have amazing advisors that they're available to you at no cost uh, for free consulting. And so uh, it's important to access those resources. Uh, Our website, business.ca.gov, includes a great map of all of our centers. And of course, you can contact us via the website, but the center page is business.ca.gov forward slash centers. And when it comes to you yourself, there could not be a better person for California small businesses and helping us right now. Can you tell me a little bit more about your background, especially the federal side? (laughs) That's very generous. Thank you so much. I think what really has informed me in my life is that I come from a family of entrepreneurs. My grandmother was an entrepreneur in Texas and my dad left Texas to come to California to pursue Uh, the California dream. He wanted to come to a place that was more diverse and inclusive, and uh, he opened a chain of veterinary hospitals that I've worked in ever since I was really young. So um, I think that I come from that background. I've had my own businesses, and I've worked with entrepreneurs as they launched and scaled their own. All that work sort of culminated in federal service. I was the deputy chief of staff at the Small Business Administration during the Obama administration, and was uh, very informing in terms of policy and levers that you can utilize to help businesses. And of course, the SBA portfolio includes disaster assistance as well as capital programs and technical assistance. So I immersed myself in, in that work and uh, glad to serve here now in the Newsom administration, uh, supporting small business and innovation, especially during this time, to really utilize my skill set. 
During this week, we've heard a lot from the governor about what we're doing as a state to ensure we're hitting all of our population, all of Californians. What are you doing as the director of the Office of the Small Business Advocate to make sure that we're hitting all entrepreneurs of every community, of every region across our state? It's really my focus, and it's, it's why I was drawn to serve in the Newsom administration is just that call for California for All, which for me translates into access to opportunity and access to entrepreneurship for all. Um, and small businesses really need that connection and access, and oftentimes those that are underserved, women and minorities, especially or rural populations, don't have the same type of connection to resources. And so it's really been my focus and my charge to make sure that we include them. And, and that's one of the reasons why uh, we launched the Entrepreneurship Task Force was to make sure that the, the state was prepared to lead into a new era where diverse and emerging entrepreneurs um, are continuing to help us build the state and, and maintain our global leadership. And one thing that the task force is doing and and has been doing regularly since the beginning of this pandemic is host webinars. Um, I know that the webinar happens every other week in Spanish. Why was that so important for you? Just sort of recognizing the importance of immigrant entrepreneurs in the state and um, the need for you know, connection that was authentic. And so being able to deliver the same offerings that we provide in English with our entrepreneurship task force in Spanish has really been amazing. We have a diverse task force and, and thus the language skills are authentically represented. And so uh, we've been able to partner with Univision to rotate and have an English and then a Spanish webinar talking about resources around capital or government programs, as well as how entrepreneurs can pivot and adapt to meet the moment. We're looking forward to future sessions in both English and Spanish. And just going off of that, uh, Nelly Galan is one of the individuals who joins us in this podcast. Can you tell me a little bit about the two women that you speak with, Nelly and Tara? They're both you know, super impressive and have been very active and committed uh, to the same principles of making sure that um, all individuals have access to opportunity and resources. And so uh, Nelly Galan has led the Adelante movement, really focusing on multicultural women getting access to entrepreneurship and, and, and trying to live their dreams around small business and entrepreneurship. In addition, uh, today is, uh, leads the Fresno Metro Black Team of Commerce, but also has been really critical in the region's drive initiative and focused on small business and, and inclusive entrepreneurship and minority business entrepreneurs. And so I wanted to have a chance to talk to them to see what they're hearing, what they're seeing, you know, how we could helpful and work so hard to elevate. I was made in California. Oh. So glad to be here today with you, Nellie, and you, Tara. I just, this is such a critical moment, unprecedented time when all of us are leading organizations or leading uh, at the state level to just really better understand the challenges that small businesses are having during this COVID-19 response and and how we can all meet this moment and rise to the occasion to make sure that uh, all communities and all businesses in California are able to access information, access resources. It's been my commitment over the last, last few weeks, and I know it's yours as well. So I was hoping to have a conversation today really just about how we can uh, better serve communities during this time and make sure that businesses can tap into resources. So I thought we could start with just a 
a little background in terms of what we're, what you each are doing uh, in the last few weeks, what you have been doing in the last few weeks uh, in this response. So Tara Lynn, I don't know if you want to um, share a little bit more about what's happening in the Central Valley. It's, um, it's been hard. We went virtual um, in my office on the 11th of March, very concerned about uh, COVID-19. Um, really felt that it was going to be a public health crisis, and indeed, um, that is exactly what, what happened. Um, so we went virtual pretty quickly, started um, doing webinars. We did our first um, webinar um, on the 16th of March to talk about resources that were available to small businesses, did another one the following Monday and another one um, on the 30th to really examine the CARES Act and the help that was going to be available for small businesses. So it's been a busy time, lots of one-on-one TA sessions, um, lots of um, discussing what's happening with individual business owners, what the shutdown means to them, how we can create a recovery plan and prepare for the COVID-19 economy. Because while we are concerned about the shutdown now, that we still have significant issues to face in the post-COVID-19 economy. Nellie, for your part, it's been twofold, both in your own role with your own business and Adelante Movement, Becoming Self-Made, as well as for the California Entrepreneurship Task Force. And for those of you who are not familiar, last year, GOBIS launched the California Entrepreneurship Task Force with leaders from around the state who have successful small businesses to really start a dialogue, a historic dialogue with entrepreneurs and small businesses and the ecosystem and understand uh, what the challenges and barriers were in the marketplace, as well as how we can continue to lead California uh, in the global marketplace as a leader of innovation. Nellie, I, I know that you've been quite busy both working with the state and in your own regard, but love to hear more about what your take on the last few weeks. As someone who has been, as you know, working for a number of years now, really trying to help women of color in entrepreneurship and obviously particularly helping my own community, Latinas, it's been very interesting to see the the reaction to a crisis like this. I don't know if people really understand that so many of us Latinos come from countries where we've had our countries completely collapse or the economic system of our country collapse. So to experience uh, entrepreneurs in the state of California, both in English and in Spanish, and see that they're they're experiencing a lot of post-traumatic stress syndrome. It's another crisis in their lives, another moment where the floor just opens up underneath them and they're, and they're kind of panicking. And especially for a group of people that really are the meat and potatoes of the state, people that really are running the food industries, the health industries, and sort of feeling like, wow. And then the fear of... You know, uh, Isabel, you and I, through the task force, have spent a lot of time really training multicultural people, uh, and particularly Latinos, on what are the resources in the state, understanding that there are resources, that we are in a country, and particularly in a state, that has probably more resources than anybody else, and yet people don't know how to fill out the forms, calling the resources that are there for free, and trying to be that bridge that we all are for our communities so that they understand that their tax dollars, that their contribution to this country in this moment should be of value. It's been very interesting, very fascinating, very painful and very heartwarming at the same time for all of us to be part of the solution. 
And Tara, I, I was going to point right back to you because I know you've been leading the Fresno Drive Initiative for small business and diverse communities. And so I'm sure from that lens, you have a lot to add. People of color really are the fabric um, of the state, and it is on our back that so much of industry um, is built on. And I think that particularly with COVID-19, um, we are seeing that the coronavirus is disproportionately affecting our community, and that is African-Americans, Afro, Afro-Latinos. We are bearing the brunt of this as a public health crisis, and we are bearing the brunt of this as an economic crisis. Disproportionately, we are affected, and uh, that does not bode well for us. And I think that in, you know, post COVID-19 shutdown, we've still got an economic picture that is pretty bleak. Our cities will have reduced tax revenue. Um, we have large organizations that are talking about major layoffs. And despite um, the PPP to keep jobs, despite um, the other provisions of the CARES Act um, that provides economic help, I think that um, that is disproportionately affecting our folks. In our region, people of color own about 16% of the businesses, yet we only get about 7% that BRA funding through loans. We grow our businesses in an environment that is less friendly and less conducive um, to us. And so laying that groundwork, because you know that's the reality that we walked into COVID-19 uh, in underserved communities and, and with people of color. Uh, what's the hope? What's the next step? How do we ensure to engage these communities to be sure that we, one, let them access federal resources, and two, you know, as communities, lift them up, provide resources as much as we can state locally, philanthropically, to ensure that we're taking care of Californians uh, across the board. I think it's so important to us that people of color end up getting the money and, and that they are, that they get to participate on, on, you know, what the government says they're doing. And I think that the only way that that can happen, I mean, I just, I, as you know, Isabel, I mean, our task force is very, very um, concerned with this and very much trying to help. I think that we all have to speak up so that that money gets in the right hands. We have to help people go through the paperwork. We have to make sure that our people apply and then we have to follow through that they are getting those resources. To me, that's very important. I know you agree, Tara. Jump in. I do agree that it is um, a daunting task um, to try to run your business and figure out um, which is appropriate for you, which help is appropriate as a part of the CARES Act, or, or whether or not you um, apply for um, some of the funding that our governor uh, made available just a few days ago um, through iBank. Um, those are decisions that our business owners have to make, and they're not easy decisions. Until you start to ask the leaders of the organizations that provide the services to small businesses, until you create a mechanism for that self-efficacy to play out in the marketplace, you will always have 
situations like this where um, folks are are unintentionally um, excluded. And I think that that's why we have to exercise our voices in opportunities just like this, in conversations just like this. You know, the state has, uh, the state's program identified that challenge. Uh, and the governor announced that the intent was to uh, focus on those low wealth communities uh, that may not be able to access or qualify for SBA or those businesses that may not be eligible as you identified, uh, maybe lack the proper documentation that SBA requires, uh, but still have a, um, a legal business that is operating in the state. Uh, yeah. what, uh, what have you seen in, in the community? What works? What could empower more to step up and access these programs? What would empower more uh, folks to provide the right pathways so that people can come to them? Well, I was very happy to see that some of the resource organizations have actually hired uh, Latinas, for, just to use that as an example, who are bilingual and who really have taken the time to uh, translate the materials into Spanish. Uh, I think we're very blessed because, Isabel, you and I have done this with Univision. I mean, to have media in the market that can reach thousands of people that allow us to scale the information instead of to a couple of hundred at a time. And I think finding ways to, to step in, you know, to meet this moment is really what leaders like you two are, are trying to do. I mean, I know, um, you know, Nelly, you referenced the Entrepreneurship Task Force, you know, rapid sessions that we're doing virtually every Friday in English and Spanish, uh, just trying to break down this information That's from right. the perspective of entrepreneurs, uh, navigating government. Uh, and so I think, you know, engaging with others in the community like Tara in, the, in Fresno and, and others around the state and utilizing our centers. The state funds a network of 80 centers around the state. Um, you know, a lot of them have multi-languages spoken and, um, mm -hmm. you know, making sure that those are accessible, maybe through guidance of our own. Tara, I don't know if you have any other specific examples as well. We have seen about a 45% to 50% increase in the technical assistance just answering questions. You know, we started off with the um, webinars just originally trying to get the information out there. One of the things I wanted to ask about as well is that uh, you know, and I've referenced a couple of times now, you know, meeting this moment and um, out of the Central Valley, especially, I've seen, you know, multiple instances of, of you know, very innovative solutions from community, uh, you know, elevating issues and trying to address it uh, and, and putting community first. And so I know that uh, the pie shop uh, has repurposed uh, its facility and is making face shields, for example, and... Uh, you know, Mark Jackson has done a great job there. And Irma Algeen, also yes. from Fresno, uh, with Bitwise Industries, has done Onward CA to try to match displaced workers. So I, I also want to just talk a little bit about that, because I think in trying to inspire small businesses and entrepreneurs uh, to, you know, yes, we have to get through some of the capital issues and, uh, you know, accessing these programs. But in addition, how can we shift mindset and survive this? Mm -hmm. um, and so how is that, how will you do that in a culturally appropriate way um, mm -hmm. that can uplift Latino and African-American, Asian communities and all Californians, frankly, um, to really rethink, um, shift their perspective and, and, and try to be creative. So I was hoping that both of you could comment on that for a little bit. More than ever. I realize that, you know, we, we have to really be telling Americans 
they have to have a reserve and save money because, it, you know, when you hit a crisis like this and your runway is one month or one week or whatever, then you're in crisis. And then everything the government does for you isn't enough. I think that we have to really, uh, those of us that work in entrepreneurship and with entrepreneurs and are entrepreneurs ourselves, we know that crises come every 10 or 12 years. You know, I, it's painful, but it's not that painful when you have money put away. You know you're going to weather the storm. You have to have a runway of at least six months to a year so that you can weather any storm. And to me, that is the most important message I am going to give my people is from this moment on, this is what you have to do because now you've seen that I'm right, that this is true, that when it happens, it's devastating. We are resilient as a people. One thing is for sure about African Americans in this country. Our resiliency is right at the, the top of our abilities. Um, I, I think that it, that will play itself out. Um, and there are people who will thrive ultimately. Um, in our entrepreneurs' mindset, um, course, we teach a module on recognizing opportunity. And we are in crises, yet there is opportunity in here. And you mentioned exactly what Mark is doing, what Irma is doing. There is opportunity. And what we have to do is to position our entrepreneurs to take advantage of the opportunities that present themselves in the marketplace. One thing is for sure, we will overcome. Um, it's just that it may not be easy. Um, it may not, uh, we, we will have collateral dam damage along the way, but we will overcome. And this is, you know, the kind of environment where very creative and um, resource entrepreneurs will be able to come up with new products, new opportunities, um, new services um, in the marketplace. Um, and, and I look forward to that day. And that's one of the things with our drive initiative that um, you mentioned earlier, our betting big on small businesses owned by women and people of color. That is one of the things that we are really keen on supporting. And that is kind of germinating new businesses and new ideas and, and, and really digging in to invest in people who bring those ideas and um, show them how to create something new with those ideas. Well, that's great. And, and I think, you know, it, it's rising to this occasion together. And so that's why I was so excited to join with the two of you because um, I think that camaraderie that we have um, as women of color uh, in trying to address this coronavirus crisis and just make sure that uh, we're helping businesses as, as much as we can. I think that that intent that you referenced previously, like that we want to make sure, um, you know, that our intent is there to be inclusive, to you know, address diversity and make sure that our state comes out stronger. I challenge you all and I challenge everyone listening that that's, that's the goal is to join together, it's be inclusive, let's figure out how we can solve this for all communities. Jumping and start. I was made in California. I was 
California I was made in California 